Thanks for tuning in to episode 56 of Collins Conversations. This episode, I talk with Roxanne Diedrich. She is a president of EnviroStar Ingredients out of Minnesota. They will powder dry just about any ingredient, it seems like. Um, you might think of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese as a powder dry ingredient, but they also specialize in CBD. We learn all about that and much more in this episode. Stay tuned. Check out the website, collinsconversations.com for more. And after this short ad uh, from Anchor, we'll get right to it. Thank you. We're on Collins Conversations. I'll let you introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, a little bit about what you do, and then we'll kind of unpack it all from there. Okay. Hi, I'm Roxanne Diedrich. I'm with EnviroStar and EnviroStar Ingredients. And we are a production manufacturing company out of St. Cloud, Minnesota. And we produce water-soluble oils and powders from products that aren't usually water-soluble. And uh, let's take it, start with the fun thing that I pulled up. Um, you guys are based out of uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Yes. And we have the time, the, the, I mean, not time, the TripAdvisor, top 10 things to do in St. Cloud. I'm going to kind of run a couple of them by you and being that you're actually from there, let us know if you're traveling to that area, if these are actually places that you would go. Okay. Um, number one, the number one place it says is Munsinger Gardens. Oh yeah. It's a nice walking garden. Kind of just like trails and flowers and botanicals. Yeah, more botanical. And uh, number two is Clemson Gardens. So you guys are all about your gardens, it looks like. Oh, um, yeah. All, even though it snows half the year, it's still, we're mostly outside stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, the only time I've ever been through that area was in the middle of winter where it was like negative 20 and I'm getting out of my car with like blankets and every coat I have and people are looking at me like, it's not even that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you missed negative 50 last week, yeah. Yeah, negative. I was in uh, North Dakota once at negative 50 and never again. Like, there's no reason anybody should live there. I don't know how you guys do it. Well. Like, I lived in South Carolina for about three years. And honestly, that cold is just like the really hot down there. You can't go outside. It's too hot. You walk outside, you start sweating immediately. It's kind of the same thing, just the cold up here. So it's, it's all what you get used to, right? Yep. Um, but to kind of help you guys get used to it, number three on their list is the Beaver Island Brewing Company. Any oh, good? yeah. That is a, actually, we work with them a little bit with their head brewers for some water soluble products for them. That's awesome. We'll get into that yeah. in a little bit later. Um, what about uh, number four, Lake George? Is that another just kind of walking trail, it looks like? No, well, Lake George is the big fishing area around St. Cloud. So um, Minnesota's land of 10,000 lakes, and right. the town has its big hot spot. So. Do you get down with any of the ice fishing? That I've, I've seen that, and that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. People like this, yeah, like they have like all their trucks set up. They have fire on the lake, and they're out there fishing. I've I've never oh, seen yeah, anything yeah. like that before. I'm not really from St. Cloud. I'm actually from more rural. I live about an hour away in Brush City, Minnesota. Okay. But um, we actually had golfing on the lake a <laughs> weeks back. That's crazy. Did you guys like yeah. drill, drill the hole so that it could go down? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about uh, the Beaver Islands Trail? Ever been? Nope, I haven't. It's number five. They say it's nice. Do you guys do any work with number six, Pantown Brewing Company? Nope, we have not worked with them. Ever been there yourself? Nope, I can't say I've been to that one. Beaver, um, Beaver Island Brewing is um, the big one in St. Cloud. Gotcha. Is there any uh, particular um, product that they're no, like most known for? I would have to look. Honestly, I'm a huge IPA fan, so anything IPA is kind of where I stick to in gotcha. any brewery I go to. And uh, what can we find at the Stearns History Museum? I have never been there. We are stumping. A after this interview, you're going to have to take the rest of the day off and go check out these. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure they're all closed right now, but I, yeah, we usually, I don't, I don't live in St. Cloud. So unfortunately it's not my big tourist area. I'm more of a farm girl. So. We do a lot no, of. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'd, I'd rather do work than go to most of these places, anyways. Yep. <laughs> um, what are they playing at Joe Faber Field? Is that like it looks like a like a Triple A baseball or something? Um, I don't know. Stumpener. Clint's on here. Clint, my partner, he actually lives in St. Cloud. He probably knows all these things. Gotcha. What about uh, Herb's Brooks uh, National Hockey Center? 
well, hockey, obviously Minnesota, every St. Cloud, um, St. Cloud State University is a huge hockey team. They are, we have Olympians come out of the St. Cloud State University hockey players every year. And it's just, yeah. That's awesome. And the last one is, do you guys ever do anything at the St. Cloud River's Edge Convention Center? I was in a wedding there a couple of years ago for one of my friends. Yep. Nice. Excellent. So we kind of stumped you on a few things there. So let's go back into your, your realm house. Um, tell us about the history of EnviroStar, kind of how it got started, kind of what made that business uh, become what it is. Okay. Um, EnviroStar is first a manufacturing company for spray dryers that spray dryers are used in um, mostly the dairy industry, actually. And my partner developed EnviroStar about, it's been about three years now with that company. And his spray dryer is extremely specific for this um, kind of specialized spray drying world where you can't have a lot of loss. Mm-hmm. Um, we came out of the food ingredient industry, obviously, and he worked with Kraft Mac and Cheese for a very long time. And he saw how much loss was being, what happens when they spray dried their powdered cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thought, you know, I'll come up with a new great flow system so that we'll actually be able to have all that, everything they're losing down the drains will be able to keep all that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't care at all. They don't care if it half of it washes down the drain. So, <laughs> so I'm, then he- I'm so glad that you used the Kraft macaroni and cheese because I was going through the website trying to think of, you know, what food products would this be used? And that was the first one that came to mind was a little, I, I'm all for natural foods, but the spiral Kraft macaroni and cheese, it's the most delicious fake product in the world. Yes, it is. It absolutely <laughs> I was afraid that years ago I went up to Toronto and they had the big Asian markets and they had like the big bulk bins of different seasoning. And they had, they called it uh, dry American uh, noodle cheese. <laughs> and it was like a hundred pounds of it. And it was like, I couldn't eat it for like a year. I was like, I've seen, saw too much of it at once, but what other things um, are getting sprayed dry that people might not think of in the food industry? Um, powdered creamers for coffees, anything that is water or dairy based Mm -hmm. can be spray dried. So it becomes shelf stable after that powdered milks, um, any becoming shelf stable is really important to the dairy industry because obviously milk goes fast, goes bad, extremely fast. And if it can Mm -hmm. be spray, spray dried shelf stable up to two years. Okay if it's being used as an ingredient into something else, you're really just looking for the proteins in it, not so much the water or the taste. And so uh, I'm a science dummy, but it can, can you give us kind of like the, the 101 of how is this happening? Like, is it just like heating everything up until nothing's left, but how do you get something left? Um, kind of those things. Uh, see, this is where I was really hoping to be at the lab. I could actually show you the spray dryer. I know. I really wanted. I, I wish that a it wasn't quarantine and b you weren't just a little bit too far out of like this place looks like a really cool place to go check out for the day. Yeah. Yep. It would be a lot of fun. Um, but our spray dryers, we have a small. We have different versions of spray dryers. Our smallest one that is um, the favorite for CBD companies and that sort of thing. It's about ten feet tall, and what it does is you can take your emulsion of whatever kind of oil or milk product you're having. And the emulsion is kind of, is the science behind it. That, that's um, their lab's kind of responsibility to make a, a really nice emulsion that will then go into the spray dryers. And the spray dryer has an atomizer that rotates at 30,000 RPMs and sprays into the body of the spray dryer. That's about 330 degrees. And it has a fan. Once it's pulled in and sprayed and dried, then the fan pulls it down into a collection chamber. And then you are able to collect just the dried proteins that or whatever that was in that powder of that emulsion. So if some, when you're saying emulsion, that's kind of just like some sort of liquid that's kind of your, yep, some a, things, are some things kind of stripped? Like if it's milk or whatever, are they taking some things out of that milk um, to get it into that emulsion? Or is it just throwing raw milk or raw hemp into the thing? What, what do those things kind of end up being? It can be just raw milk, but um, I actually went to school for polymers. And emulsion is, is a kind of a generic term for anything, for any mixture of ingredients. And we use water-soluble polymers, which is what 
craft uses the mm. um, encapsulation polymers that are food grade. They're all um, enriched starches or enriched tapiocas, that kind of thing. And then you're able to bond your proteins with those to be able to get them to spray dry. Things that would either just evaporate into thin air if you are going to spray dry them. Mm. And then bond them to these polymers and then get them to actually become a powder instead of just evaporating. These things are so cool now as an adult. And it's like, I wish I could go back 15 years when I'm sitting in science class. Like, this is dumb. We're never going to learn any of this. Um, and then you said that your partner kind of already had experience in the industry. So did, was he kind of just seeing that, like, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, that there's just so much loss in the current process. And that's where it kind of the niche for your company began of just, we yep. can do it more efficient than everybody else. Well, not just more efficiently, but obviously with CBD, the product itself is extremely um, expensive. Mm-hmm. So if you're giving somebody a product that itself is a thousand dollars, you don't only want it. You don't want to get just half of that product back to you because that's, I mean, that's such a hard hit right? Um, profit wise for you. So our specific dryers and our sp- specific process has allowed it to, to be nine up to 90 to 97% yield rate in our dryers. So if somebody sends us a kilogram of powder, a kilogram of isolate or a kilogram of distillate, we're able to get them almost that entire product back to them. And and what you're not getting back, is that just water weight that's kind of drying off in the process? We actually add a lot to the isolates and the distillates. Um, we actually add a lot of polymers and a lot of monomers to them to be able to get them to stabilize. And so if somebody sends us a kilogram of isolate, we're actually going to send them about 10 kilograms back of product. Nice. Yeah. So, so they're sending you kind of, are they sending you basically a, um, a more condensed version and then you kind of blow it back up? Am I understanding that right? No, they're sending us a very raw product. Um, oh okay. my God. I even had some stuff out to bring home with me to show you. Um, <laughs> do you, are you familiar with CBD at all? Um, I'm probably more familiar with that than any of the other stuff that you do. So we could go into that for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, and that's actually where we're committing the, the next foreseeable future of our company is in um, CBD. There's a lot more money in that than Kraft Macaroni and Cheese, I guarantee it. Well, I don't know. We're really more of an R&D kind of specialist company because we take somebody's product and we can make it function for what they need it to function as. Okay. And then we sell them the equipment and then they can just do it themselves. Gotcha. I was going to, I wanted to get into the research and development part of it because to me, you guys are making a 10 foot machine that does, it seems like a thousand things inside of it. Yep. Um, making a machine like that, um, how many revisions were in that until you got into that model that you're like, all right, this is the one. We're still doing it, honestly. Right. <laughs> we're still doing the revisions because every time we go, I'm, I do the installations of the machines also. So when I go and I install and we start running them in the field that they're going to be running, we kind of tweak a couple things every once in a while. So Gotcha. And that's just because everybody's end product is a little bit different, right? It's not, it's more the functionality of the machine and how easy it is to use okay. or making it easier to use versus um, each person's product. That's more of a, a controls thing. That's a temperature and an airflow and a speed of the atomizer kind of thing. And we do that all in-house before we get their products out to them. Gotcha. And uh, are you guys going, it's, I'm guessing national, international, how, how far is your range of um, wh- where are your products getting to? Um. Our products are getting international. Um, right now, we don't have any machinery outside of the United States, but our powders themselves are international powders. We have some in Germany, Poland, England, Canada. Nice. We're hopefully working with um, Wisconsin, or not Wisconsin, sorry, Mexico, a lot more. <laughs> Absolutely. And, but they're um, working on their, legisl- on their legislation. And to me, that's one of the most interesting things about being in either cannabis or CBD, which whichever way you want to take the plant, um, the yep. restrictions and how it varies of how you're allowed to do business or where you're allowed to source materials. Um, exactly. What's that like? Is it just like a daily struggle of, you know, as a different state passes a different law, you just have to stay that much on top of the culture or um, what's it like running a business in that industry? Well, and the unfortunate thing for Minnesota 
We almost do no business in Minnesota. Our business is all Colorado, California, Washington, Mm -hmm. Oregon, Nevada, um, Kentucky. We do so much business in those states because they're ramping up to hopefully make their products work for not just CBD, but THC also. Right. So it's, it's really hard to be so far away from our actual clients that really kind of want our hands on help with them. And it's, it's just really, really hard. I I I wish Minnesota would kind of get on board and just start getting their legislation in order and talk, follow some of the other states suit because they've been, especially Colorado, they've been so successful with how they throwing money back at the people. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's really, I wish they could see how successful it's been and really kind of continue that and make my life a lot easier. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're in Ohio and Ohio is, is been decriminalized since like 74, but then yeah. like a couple of years ago, we tried to throw full legalization on the ballot and people like, it's just so much misinformation in all the different States where like we had 10, di- it was 10 different licenses that people could apply for. You didn't do a good job. You lost your license, but somebody spun it as it was going to be a monopoly, which a monopoly is one, not 10. Right. <laughs> So instead, well, exactly. of, instead of trying to get that through the door and then change it, we're like, no, let's just keep locking people up. And then, you know, two years later, every single corner store, supermarket, like the nice luxury supermarket across the street has their own brand of CBD now. So it's like, yeah. you want to devilize half of this, but then you're like, oh, my grandma could use this. <laughs> it's, it's a really well, strange climate. Yeah. And especially in Minnesota with the, well, I'm sure Ohio too, with the farming um, culture, it's... Right it's so hard to get people to understand that a hemp product, that flower or that plant is not the end product. So having like trying to get things tested and keeping things in the legal aspect of it, you know, if if you're growing a certain kind of hemp to make, you know, if you're going to be using it to sell to a certain extractor that that's going to send it to me to get it powderized, to get certain percentage of things, it's hard to test that plant and say that plant is illegal mm-hmm. if just because it has 2% THC in it, because that's, that's not the end product of that plant. Right. And that's what's really hard. You know, people say, well, it has to be below 0.3% TH, THC. But when you're growing your plants, <laughs> right. it's not really, you can't control how that works all the time. And mm-hmm. just because you then bring it to extractor, there are so many different remediation processes that can happen to get that product legal. And it's not fair to allow these farmers that then have their crops just cut down and burned because they're above the 0.3% THC. You know, it's just, it's a lot of learning to happen. Absolutely. Are are there any like unusual restrictions on what you guys do as far as, um, I know you said there's very little um, extra left after you're done, but like disposal of different um, hemp products. Is there any type of weird things that you guys have to do about that? Or is that all done before when they send you the emulsion? Yeah. That, well, we make the emulsion actually, they just okay. send us just isolate or distillate. And okay. that's basically it. We, um, yeah, we don't have a whole lot to do with the process beforehand. It's just, I'm learning a lot more about it now from the extractors that I work with. Obviously right. we've all, this is a, it's a very close community and we've been very lucky to learn so much from these extractors and to learn the problems that they go through trying to get the hemp. Mm-hmm. And now, especially in Minnesota, trying to make it a profitable, a, a good market for Minnesota, because we do have the area to be able to grow hemp. I mean, it, it should be something that should be pretty mainstream, but it'll right. be very hard to convince many people. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the other segment I wanted to play with you is uh, I pulled up the most frequently asked questions about CBD on the internet and being oh, that you, you are an expert. I kind of want to just go through a couple of them and just give me your initial gut take on them or if there's anything you want to go deeper into, um, feel yeah, free to go with it. Um, so at, at the base level, um, we're using the acronym CBD because it's a lot easier to say than the full word, but what is CBD? CBD is just one of the cannabinoids that is in cannabis and cannabis is everything from THC to all the different CB, everything's there's CB, CBG, CBN, CBDA. There's it's, it, the list goes on and on and CBG or CBD is just one of those cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. 
And uh, a big misconception, we kind of talked about it earlier. Uh, the number two frequently asked question is, does CBD come from marijuana or hemp? And what's the difference between the two? We kind of touched on that, but kind of just give the, the blanket answer on that for me. Well, marijuana is cannabis. Um, and hemp is a form of cannabis also, but they're different forms of plants, mm -hmm. just how there's different kinds of, you know, roses. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can extract THC out of marijuana plants and you can extract CB, CBD out of hemp plants. And there's different kinds of hemp plants that are, um, have a higher percentage of CBD in some of them and other plants have higher percentages of CBG in them. So whatever kind of cannabinoid you're looking to extract from that cannabis plant is the kind of plant you would plant to get the most out of it. Gotcha. Um, and then a big, another big misconception of CBD is people think that it's going to get them high. Um, oh. And you, you've already touched on that one. So I'll kind of save you from that one. It's because it doesn't have the THC, which is the psychoactive ingredient from the, that's, removed and it's what 0.3% is what you're allowed to have, which is nothing, you know, like you go to Colorado, you could get 35% and have a hell of a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a lot um, of people go by dosages now. So like if you're going to take 25 milligrams of THC, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of THC. And if you're going to take 25 milligrams of CBD and it has less than 0.3% THC in it, I mean, no, there's no way that's going to get not, you high. Not, not even the most lightweight of lightweight. Would that do anything too? No. Um, I'm going to add one to the list. Um, I know that there's different isolates and different ways that you take CBD, but what would you give where people say THC is the high, the intoxicating, how would you describe the feeling of um, CBD? CBD actually is more of a calming feeling. I feel like if like if I'm at work and I've got six orders I got to get through and I'm really starting to feel the pressure, I'll just take some of our CBD droplets and feel like I can actually focus and get through the things that I need to get through without feeling overwhelmed about it. I think that's accurate. I also yeah. like it for, for the, personally, I, I've had the most benefit from that scoliosis is why I look like a little uh, S-curve. I was going to tell you, I have that also. Yeah, I think you mentioned that in the email. We're, we're in the cool group. But yeah. kind of like I very rarely get pain from it. But a lot of times, you know, if, if I'm stagnant or not moving a lot in the lower back, it'll kind of just go. And then you yeah. take a couple of droplets or something. And you're like, ooh, I can move again. <laughs> exactly. And honestly, I'm elbow deep in this stuff every day. And I have not had to take um, a pain pill, like a, a, mm -hmm. a, um, a drug pain pill in over 18 months. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's huge for me. I've had four back surgeries over my life. I've had the big rods put in my back and taken out and to not, to not have taken a pain pill in over 18 months is huge for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When uh, a couple of years ago, uh, my wife and I were out and visiting my dad in Seattle and she had a, a boil that she needed to get lanced. And, you know, they're saying, Oh, take these Percocets or whatever it was that they were throwing at her. But we're yeah. like, we, we could go down, the, you know, at the time it wasn't nearly as available in Ohio, but we'd known what CBD could do. We went and got a couple different CBD products and she was fine pain-wise. Like it was able yeah. to completely take away all the things that, you know, instead of getting the stomach ache from Percocets, oh, now I'm just ready to go walk. <laughs> exactly. I know. And I mean, I guess that's probably the biggest benefit I've seen from, I take a, I think just being exposed to it every day in my job has just, I, I can't say I felt this good in probably 10 years. Nice. <clears throat> and I've had four kids. So, and that's been. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, let, let's get back to the, um, the list here. Um, you mentioned how, you know, a couple stra different strains are uh, valuable for different chemical compounds. Um, are yep. there any by name strains um, that you like for um, for the CBD production? Uh, no, not. I guess I can't say any off the top of my head. The internet tells us that Charlotte's Web, ACDC, and Harley Quinn are the most popular CBD dominant strains. Well, are, are those strains or are those the companies that? Uh, those are uh, the strains that would. 
I, I know them as cannabis plants, but I'm sure, you know, once you extract them, um, then that's how they go that way. Uh, yeah. Number seven is what is CBD oil? What CBD oil? That is, um, well, that's actually what we work with. We work with the oils that, well, and the isolates. CBD oil is distillate, and that can either be crude or something that's been distilled down to more of a concentrated CBD oil or even farther down into a zero THC broad spectrum oil. So there's many different versions of that. And that's the product that usually we take an extractor or a retail company will call us and say, I have three kilograms of CBD oil that we need turned into dosageable powders, something Mm -hmm. that we can cut up and put into our, our pills that we're making or into a beverage or whatever it is they want to do into their lotions. So is it, that brings me to one that I just thought about. Like you always see on different things how it has the label of, you know, if it's a chocolate bar, that's a CBD chocolate bar. It'll say, you know, X amount of milligrams per serving. Is it because you guys have it down to such a science to know which each one of those tiny little bits of powder has in it that they're able to get that accurate of a dosage? That's actually one of the biggest things our company has done is we've made in the CBD world and the THC world, I'm sure, dosaging is a very tricky thing for people because Mm -hmm. um, when you're using the oils or the isolates, it's hard to get an extremely uniform batch of anything. So if something says, you know, 25 milligrams per dosage um, on whatever you're taking, it also says plus or minus 15%. So that could be plus or minus 15% up or down. So you could be getting, you know, 32 milligrams or you could be getting 17 milligrams. Gotcha. And that's something our companies work really, really hard to change. We actually, Mm -hmm. we can do exact dosing. If you're looking for hundred milligrams per gram, we can get hundred milligrams per gram and we can recreate that every single time. That's awesome. Yeah, I think from the consumer standpoint, especially with the you know, there's a new brand popping up every day, and like I said, every corner store, every grocery store has a new brand. That's kind of your biggest worry. You're like, all right, I know what this could do for me, but I also see a hundred dollar price tag on a bottle, or you know, it could get a lot more than that, or a lot less than that. And when you see the less, you're like, all right, well, what are you cutting this with, or like what what is actually into into the thing? Where a lot of times stuff we've bought, I've seen a lot cheaper things, but we'll stick with a couple of different brands because it, you see every time it's testing on the internet of this one, this one, this one, opposed to up and down and you have no idea what's in it. Yeah. And that's enough. Yeah. Testing is huge in the CBD world and so many brands, if you have to be really careful too, a lot of people say hemp oil or they'll say CBD oil but it is just hemp oil. It's not CBD. It's just pressed hemp seed. And people are selling that as to maybe the more uneducated customer. And people think they're getting CBD oil, right. like everything. Cause like Amazon will only sell hemp oil on the internet. But That's a lot of people like think, the federal iffiness on it, I think. Right. Yeah. But I don't understand why other retailers can though. I think it's just a liability on them where they can, but if they were to get caught, like, is it worth, doing it for them now, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Let's see, what else do we have on here? We, we've kind of touched a lot of these. Um, this is a good one, though. Um, I know a lot of these things are very temperature sensitive. Um, when cooking with CBD or adding CBD to a different meal, um, is there anything that you want to do for your preparation? Because I know a lot of people don't want to just take drops or do different things. They like to kind of work it into their diet to make it easier to take, but can you, is there the possibility of losing some of your potency of it by cooking it too hot or adding it to different things? There is. Yep. Cooking with it, especially um, in extended heat sort um, circumstances, you will like, lose. Like baking heat. or something. Would that be extended heat? I would think so. Yeah. Um, and yes, you do lose potency with it. And that also has a lot to do with a lot of the percentages on why it should be plus or minus. Mm-hmm. on edibles but um no if you're going to use cbd in your cooking regime i would definitely leave it for the last thing you put in to your cooking gotcha. that way whatever you're cooking is at its coolest point or using it in water that is probably one of the best ways to take it also 
Yeah, I think that's what stood out when you first reached out was I don't see many people advertising water soluble. Um, no, it's, it's pretty new. Are you guys the only ones doing that or am I just dumb? <laughs> <laughs> no, there are actually there are lots and lots of people doing it. We're the only people that can do water soluble powders right now, but there mm-hmm. are many water soluble brands out there. And I'm sure there's lots of great water soluble brands out there. But one of the biggest things we see is when people are trying to make water soluble CBD out of CBD oils and isolates is they're taking something called surfactants and a surfactant is another oil based product that they use as an emulsifier into the oil to get it to stabilize in water. But over time, if you put that oil into your water and after a couple hours, it will form a ring around the top. So it does separate out of the water. I was going to ask about that one. Yep. I love it. You're meeting me to my questions. You're, you're doing a good job of the interviewer. Um, and the biggest thing that we're able to do is we don't have that separation in our products. Our products, once they're added to water or any liquid, they will stabilize forever. Mm-hmm. We have things sitting on the shelf from two years ago that they're growing mold, but they haven't came out of water. <laughs> they have no oil droplets in them. That's awesome. I, uh, I've been really big on the, it's uh, Om, I don't like, just like you, I normally have the bag in here just to kind of show it off. Cause I think they're awesome, but all yeah. mushrooms, I don't know if you ever heard of them. Um, they take a, the whole mushroom. So the cap, the stem and the mycelium and everything and grind it all down into this really fine powder, which my wife and kid out there, they hate mushrooms. I've put oh. mushrooms into everything the last like week and nobody's known the difference. So it's a nice way to kind of just get that extra boost of all the different n- nutrients. But they always say that you should throw it in tea and water and things like that, which it doesn't, it, it's got a little bit of a chalky flavor to it. I mean, it's a big powder. So, you know, a lot of things are worse than it, but like you can yeah. almost make it go by until you see that ring, like every time that you took the sips and you're like, oh, that doesn't look good. <laughs> yep. yep. And the, yep, it's kind of the same idea. And our biggest um, thing that we've done over the last few years is really come up with a product that doesn't do that at all. Mm-hmm. So that water companies or beverage companies, they can add this to their product and can it. And there's never that separation and the shelf, the shelf life is there for those companies. Now that I think about it, I have seen like CBD sparkling water and stuff like that. So that would probably be using what you're talking about to get it in there that way. Yep. A lot of those big companies are using our products. Yeah. I I think instead of, you know, vitamin water, that was mostly sugar and a couple of B vitamins. Like if people could start throwing some of that in, throw some mushroom stuff in and actually make it taste good and we'd be ahead of the game. (laughs) Exactly. I know. Vitamin water. My gosh, I know. Let's throw four grams of a whole bunch of vitamin B and A and C into some water. <laughs> yeah, like the, no, it'll give you energy because there's a lot of sugar in it. That's why it gives you energy. There's exactly. nothing good in there. Um, so let's go back a little. We've talked a lot about CBD and educated people on that. I'm kind of just want to go back through your website a little bit and kind of okay. just give you have you give us a little bit more um, talking points on it. Um, so how did you come up with the, the actual name for the brand Envirostar? Oh, well, that would be a, a question for Clint. I guess I'm not sure how he came up with that brand. And we at Brandon are... Environment and you guys are stars, maybe? I hope so. <laughs> well, we're really concerned about making sure there's not any loss in the product that somebody's trying to create. So for them, that's their industry environment. Gotcha. And uh, you guys work with far- the pharmaceutical companies. And in, in my head, that are you guys making the machines that make a whole bunch of millions of pills in a day or what are you, what type of machines are you making for the pharmaceutical industry? Well, so, um, press tablets, mm-hmm. like, you know, a press tablet of, um, Tylenol or, you know, pressed, um, vitamin C tablets. Mm-hmm. Those are actually spray dried particles that are then compressed. So spray drying is huge in the pharmaceutical world. Right. And we do design a lot of machines for them. And we also, um, make a lot of, with Envirostar ingredients, we make a lot of emulsions and um, spray dried products of not just CBD, but we're doing some fish oil right now. And we're doing um, powderized creamers and coconut oils and that sort of thing. So that's awesome. I, I also learned a new word when I went to your website for the first time. Um, yeah. Nutraceutical. Is that just uh, uh, like health products? What, what is that? 
Yep. Yep. Nutraceutical. It's yeah. It's a lot of health products for like the protein powders and things like that is what comes to mind or what type of products are they making with your stuff? Honestly, we just give them the one ingredient that they're looking for. And yeah. I mean, if they're looking for a water soluble vitamin, a water soluble fish oil or water soluble CBD or CBG, we get them that one ingredient and then they create whatever they want from it. We don't do end retail products. Right. And I think I saw that you guys also kind of um, like they might come to you with this idea of say, if they, like you said, if they want vitamin C, if they say right. they want to get it with oranges, but you're like, hey, well, we could get the same vitamin C with lemons. Um, and then is that kind of you guys step in and give them that advice and make it your way or no? No, no, we really. It's usually somebody that already has an oil that they like to work with. Mm-hmm. And then but they're saying they want to make it water soluble because also one of the things that we do with our process is we make things a lot more bioavailable into the body. So if something right. is an oil based product, when you do take it, you're really only getting about 20 percent absorbency of that oil. But if we can take it with our polymers and make it water soluble, you're getting and I don't have the right letters behind my name to say how much more absorbency somebody can get. But it is a much, much greater amount. Yeah, As soon as you said fish oil, that's what always comes to mind is I always hear how good it is. But I also hear that, like, you know, you might have a 2000 milligram capsule, but your body could only take in whatever. Like, I don't have any letters behind my name, but <laughs> it kind of just like a lot of nutrients like that. You see vitamin B or all these different things and it's 5,000%, but maybe that's just, you know, about 90% of it. So why is there that much in there? (laughs) Exactly. Well, and there's that much in there because your body is only going to get 10%. And that's what making something water soluble really, really helps with. And is, is, is the absorption rate better just because your body's already naturally knows how to take in water and it's essentially just water with a couple more minerals in it? Oh, yeah. It absorbs it so quickly. I mean, we have, I mean, hopefully I'm actually sending you and your wife some of our powder. So hopefully you guys can We're take it. We're looking forward to it. I'm kind of yeah. sad it's not here. So I can't be like, look what everything they got now. But that's why yeah. we do editing. As long as it gets here sometime, we'll be like, oh, look, we can put it in now. Yeah, we, <laughs> sent, yeah, we sent it out yesterday. But so as you're going to be, if, if you've ever tried edibles before, mm-hmm. and usually it's like an hour onset time for anything edible to actually take effect. Right. With our stuff, it's more five minutes before you start feeling any effects of it. So your stuff is like that perfect, like you were saying, while you're at work and you're feeling the build, go grab it right now, you know, take a swig of your lemonade or whatever you toss it into and then good opposed to, all right, well, I got a stressful day in an hour and a half. Let's exactly now. Let's sense. try figuring it out right now. Yep. And yeah, this- we're definitely looking forward to it ever since a lot of the podcast things don't get her at all excited. But when I went in, I was like, hey. CBD company is going to be sending us some stuff to try out and talk about. Really? <laughs> okay, man, so what, let me let me go learn all about them now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. No, I'm really excited for you guys to try. And the biggest thing is to make sure you take it daily for an extended mm-hmm. period of time because that really helps it kind of build up in your system to really feel the full effects of it and the lasting effects. Yes, yeah, awesome. And same too, uh, G. Edward was really excited. He was going oh, all... All, all different things on the, his Facebook things of, you know, the doctors are recommending this and they've recommended why you would go Xanax before trying CBD as a medical professional makes no sense to me. Like something that's addictive that could have horrible hallucinations. And like, that's just the beginning of the list of the commercial forum. But like, he was like, oh, well, you know, I don't really know about CBD, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I would have tried that well before that. And I was like, oh, let me see what we could do. And he said, I was like, hey, they're going to send you something. They're excited. You know, they have similar experience, you know, with the, the veterans and everything. And he's like, oh, you're the best marketer in the world. You're, you're getting more people to find me and you're actually making it able that I could write. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm excited. To it. Very excited for him to try it. We sent his out yesterday also. So He'll be excited. I'll give him a heads up after this. Okay. Um, back to your website real quick. I want to get as much information packed into this as possible. Um, the dry ops system. Um, for the, for the people that might actually be getting systems and things, what can you tell us about that? Cause you have two different methods. It looks like it's the dry ops and the, uh, Envirosim. Is that right? Well, they're kind of the same thing. The, okay. the dry ops is actually more of a, a digital version of, a, of us trying to work with your, with the dryer you already have and whatever it is you're trying to spray dry. So, so we can more like software then. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we can have to digitally try to figure out how to optimize the system that you already have. Gotcha. You guys have a really cool picture of a car on here. Are you guys doing like paint for cars too? Is that, is that why that's there? I guess I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, right here. You got this cool car here and then you got this Model T. I don't feel, I, I, I thought those maybe went there for um, spray paint, maybe not. Well, so we were actually, we, <laughs> this is going to sound a little crazy because we decided not to go with this. But when we were doing, we went to MJ BizCon in December of this year, and we were actually thinking about giving away a one-year lease on a Tesla as a drawing. That would have been sweet. Yeah, but we decided not to go with that. That would have been a really expensive giveaway. You could have done a thousand different giveaways cheaper than that one, but that would have been sweet. It's not just... <laughs> It's not just the money per se. It was more of if we did something like that, would we be able to handle the amount of tension that would have given us? Because we're still a very small company. Right. And we don't have the correct social hub or marketing hub in place to handle somebody seeing free year Tesla lease and right. that kind of attention to us. We, we just didn't have that ability at that point in time. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you just gave me a perfect segue there into uh, the marketing. <laughs> Everybody gives me so much information about what they do. I always like to try to give a little bit of feedback from what I do of helping people build brands and do different things like that. Um, you guys don't have a Facebook pixel installed on your website. Do you know what that is? Yes. Um, you guys should definitely get that on there. Like ASAP. It's one of the best free tools that you could get um, for the ability of anybody that comes to your website. It'll track a whole bunch of information from them and put that into a pile that you could use from 179 days of website visitors and retarget them in a Facebook ad. If, so if they've already been to your website, then you could also track all the different places that they go even more so than you can with like a Google Analytics. Um, but it, it makes for stupid cheap um, Facebook and Instagram ads out of it. Um, you guys have been doing a lot of uh, CBD um, education on your Instagram, it looks like, right? Yes, we have been. I like That's your graphics. Whoever's doing that is doing a nice job. It's a real clean look. It's, it's modern. It, it fits well. Yep. Yep. Our marketing team has been doing a great job with our Instagram account. And I believe it's on our Facebook account as well. Um, last I checked your Facebook account, unless I'm finding like an old one you started, you guys have like six followers, which doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just don't think we're pushing the Facebook thing as as much as the um, Instagram. And Instagram, you guys should be way bigger too. So anybody that's watching or listening, it's Instagram.com backslash E-N-V-I-R-O-S-T-A-R-I-N-G-R-E-D-I-E-N-T-S, Envirostar Ingredients. They only got to 212. By the time this comes out, we're going to make sure we double that for you. Oh, good. That'd be awesome. Um, but another thing too with, I'm like you said, you have a marketing team, so I don't want to step on them too much. Um, but it's amazing how many people are undervaluing even a dollar a day ad on, on a post. Um, in the last about month and a half, two months, I've kind of been trying more so to do my, what I've recommended to everybody else to my own stuff. Kind of like, hmm, why isn't my stuff growing? Oh, wait, I'm not doing half the stuff that I tell everybody else to do with theirs. Maybe I should do it here. Um, but <laughs> even just a one or two dollars for two or three days makes the difference of a post that would normally get 20 or 30 things to a thousand to 2000 things. Um, and the biggest thing that we've changed in the last six months is doing any marketing at all. We've mm -hmm. only been a word of mouth company for two years and that That's was awesome. it. So are you guys also um, active on LinkedIn as far as your marketing? I haven't checked there no, for you guys lately. We're not. Um, I would definitely put a, put more time on over there. there. <laughs> yeah, we're on there, but we're not active with our advertising or anything on there. Yeah, especially being that you, it seems like you do mostly, you know, B2B work. Um, it's, yep. a, it's a great way, especially to the same dollar or two a day. And obviously, the more you scale that, the, the more eyes you get to. But LinkedIn would put you at a lot more um, buyer um, end of the funnel, you know, so that, that way, the same beautiful graphics that you're putting on Instagram and Facebook, those put in the same thing there with a slightly different caption of 
you know, is your business doing this? And then you target people in the, the hemp industry or the pharmaceutical industry, the, the executives that way. Yep. And that's, that's kind of our next big leap also is trying to figure out how to get people, because I, I mean, any, everyone in the hemp industry really does believe water soluble is kind of the next big push. It's more, it's going to be the mainstream version of CBD or CBG or THC that will be out there. And it'll be more accessible to not the using market. You know, somebody right. be like, Oh, I'll try this CBD water. That sounds great. You know, they're right. not going to, they're not going to go smoke, but you know, they'll drink some water. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's too where, um, have you thought about figuring out like, or is it even feasible to have like a at home do it yourself, you know, for the, for the places that they're able to grow um, different products? An at home. At, like an at home. Um, so they can make their own um, water distilled, still water. Oh. Um, I could talk good today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they wanted to just, there's like the powder that we're going to be sending you. Um, you'll see that that's kind of our at-home version of people that just want to put a little bit of CBD powder into their water and just, or into their, um, you know, water bottles or just package it. We sent you a bulk packaging because we don't do retail anything really. So what we sent you, you're going to be like, Oh my God, what what am I going to do with this? It'll be like, Oh, it's like, it's like we went to Colorado all over again. Just a different, different brand. But our goal is to have companies and they're just starting to take this little kind of pick up on this is to make like little, little Splenda packets mm-hmm. that try to those into little CBD powders. So people right. can take them, keep them within their purse and then open it and just dump it into whatever they want. What about white labeling? Are you guys looking to get into white labeling at all? Actually, though, most of our, the people we sell our equipment to, they're the ones doing the white labeling. Okay. Yeah, that's the other one, kind of just the entrepreneur in my head. I was like, all right, well, if if they're making all of these things, like that'd be a a great, cool thing to have on your website for a smaller brand to be like, all right, well, I want to have my own, you know, Collins Conversations, water soluble package. So like you guys are just one removed. So you would go to the people under you to find out who's doing that. Correct. Yep. We have, yeah, we've got multiple, multiple people that we supply with our ingredients and our machinery, and then they white label for retail consumers. Right. That's the beautiful thing about all these markets. It's, it's amazing once you kind of talk to a couple more people, how many more layers are in a different chain than you might've thought where it might've gone through 10 hands before it got to the brand that you thought was a big brand. Exactly. Oh yeah. I know some of the really, really big brands out there. Um, yeah, they're getting all their stuff from us. And <laughs> Good job. <laughs> It's, it's just funny because we're such a small little company in Minnesota and which is fine. I, I mean, if I want to take our product and white label them as their brands and then sell them to retailers. That's exactly what we're looking for to happen with our company. Absolutely. Um, we're kind of wrapping down. What did we not talk about that you think we probably should have brought up? Um, I don't know. I, I hate getting behind the, the real science and what we do because I know it's really, really boring to a lot of people. <laughs> I think but, you did a good job of explaining things with enough detail that it's not like you need to go pull out the, the science books to figure out what you're saying. So, okay. And anybody that does need to know any more of this, we'll send them directly to you. Say, hey, go ask her directly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully anyway. But I mean, the really big thing that I... I guess I, I hope maybe we got across is just what our company really does and how we really want to help the hemp industry in making products that are more, that are, I guess, more mainstream for their consumers mm-hmm. is what we're really trying to do and to make really good dosing amounts. So it's easy for people to understand and easy for companies to use and not, and, and to get a consistent product every single time. I think that's what's definitely um, on my end, at least came across of, I would associate you guys are very scientific. You are about the science of what you're doing. Yes, the, more you go, the more you go through the website, you're like, all right, well, they're all about making sure I get my yield. They're making sure that I'm make, maximizing my profits. And you guys see, also seem to kind of um, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of stress the fact that it's not just we're selling you a machine and a process. We're actually standing behind it. And if there's any questions down the line, then they call you and get things kind of tweaked or working how they need to, right? Absolutely. Every day we're, it's still part of, because spray drying is such a, a beast in its own that it really takes many months of running a single machine to learn its intricacies. So if there's questions two weeks down the road is, hey, I got the machine up and running, but now I can't get the temperature to go up. What's going on? You know, you can absolutely call us and we'll walk you through the whole process every single time. Oh, that brings me to a pretty good question. I think if, say if somebody has a bunch of money and they're like, all right, CBD is getting popular and they want to jump in and start a business that is utilizing what you're using. Does it take somebody that really knows the science to operate these things? Or is it kind of, you guys make it dummy proof to push start, push self clean and out comes your, out comes your stuff. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> um, awesome. We, our control system is extremely, and, and our system itself is $85,000. And for a, a big industrial machine, that's really not a, a, I mean, it does. It sounds like a lot of money. It doesn't sound like a lot though. Like I, I was thinking it was going to be at least a hundred thousand minimum to, to get what oh. I was looking at. Yep. And our, Cause like our big push is really trying to make sure that we can get these smaller businesses, the mm -hmm. mom and dad extractors, the, the small farm extractors up and running with an end product that they can really sell. And, and I, not I think that's why to me, it just maybe it's because I'm more familiar with businesses where if it's 85,000 for that, I mean, if you're selling the product that you could get a hundred dollars a bottle out of, you know, I mean that 85,000, yeah, is a lot, but, also is something that you could take to a, a bank or some sort of financer to be like, all right, look, it's 85 grand for this, a hundred grand for the building. I get X amount of bottles done or X amount of waters done. And then I've made all that back. Like yep. it, it definitely seems that that seems you guys should raise your price. That seems too low for these fancy looking <laughs> machines. <laughs> well, the goal is also to use our ingredients also, because we do have our ingredient line that helps make things water soluble or water soluble powders. And our goal is because our ingredients are so clean and natural and easy to use. And we offer um, calculator batches and free R&D, that sort of thing on small batches. Our goal is to hope that you'll be using our products mm -hmm. instead of the, the harsh chemicals that are out there. Absolutely. Um... CO2 is really common extraction. Why is that not a good thing? Is it just because it's impossible to get all of that out? Uh, actually, I think CO2 extraction is just fine. I mean, it's super critical mm. coal, basically, and it, um, it pulls the oils out of the plant. Mm. Yeah, and again, I, I wish I knew more about that. <laughs> I mean, I've been to quite a few extractors now, but... Right. Everyone is very secretive about their exact process on how they do things. It's so they're, they're afraid that you're going to take, take it and run with it, right? Everyone's scared. They're going to take each other's process and run and run off with it. But you kind of get the really kind of like the overhead view of everything they're doing, but right. they don't explain it in exact detail. <laughs> Um, and on that note too, is all of your stuff, you know, padded into the, to the core or is it kind of open source? How, how is that at angle of your business run? Our dryer itself is patented okay. um, for its controls and for the dryer system itself, but our ingredients are just proprietary. That's okay. all. Awesome. And uh, we're right about an hour and how I end every interview is what I call the digital soapbox. I don't, I don't know if I gave you the heads up on this one, but you get no. one minute to look dead in the camera and end the interview however you want to do, whether you want to go sales approach, inspirational, kind of just say anything you want to do, but you get to end the interview and send them away however you want to do it and whenever you're ready. Well, thank you, Colin, for having me on Colin Concert Conversations. Um, here at Envirostar and Virostar Ingredients, our end goal is to make sure we get Every CBD extractor, THC extractor, the machinery and the ingredients to be able to make water-soluble powders and water-soluble liquids out of their oils. Our ingredients are all natural. Our biggest goal is to have a physical emulsification process, not a chemical one that strips all those CBD chemicals and then strips all your, your stomach acids as well. We want to make sure we can be affordable and take care of our customers at the same time.
Awesome. I think we got a lot of good clips coming from this. Uh, you go, actually going to drop next Monday. Um, oh, yeah, so you should, that's, I, I don't like doing them over the internet because it kind of takes away from the personal connection or, you know, like being able I know. to tour around the thing, but it does make editing so much easier. Instead of me having three cameras set up in the room I'm at now and putting everything together, every time that you talk, it's already on your screen. Every time I talk, it's already out big on me on my screen. So that saves a ton of time. So we'll okay. have it pressed up. And then um, I don't know how many of them you've looked at, but every episode will have an article on the website um, and then keep pushing it from there and send them, have your links everywhere, my links everywhere. And then hopefully everybody, all your people start listening to my show and all my people go figure out how to get 85 grand to go get your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I thank you for your time and um, I'll keep you posted when any of these clips come. And as soon as our stuff comes, we'll have a whole bunch of posts about that and tag you in them. And like, the whole goal is to get traffic to you and traffic to me. And luckily everybody's stuck in their home. So the more stuff I could pump out in these two weeks, <laughs> views yeah, are skyrocketing. You'll be busy in the next two weeks. Yeah, it's amazing too. I do a lot with small businesses and they're so afraid to spend any money now, which is understandable, but like oh, yeah. there's never been more eyes on screens than right now. <laughs> I know that was, we had a big meeting with our marketing company last week and it was just, we, we need to come up with something eye catching or something to do for the next month because right. this is going to be it for us basically. Yeah, if, I, we don't make it, if we don't make it through whatever this is, because I spend every other week traveling and I'm not yeah. now. So yeah. I definitely get that. I, I would go for um, have some sort of, you know, make your own concoction challenge. It's all about challenges where if you could anybody that's using a CBD product, product say, hey, tag, you know, EnviroStar challenge or, you know, you just got to come up with some sort of hashtag challenge. And then have something to do with either because you could go the, the, that route or the people that are using your product say, hey, you know, if you're an essential business, you're still open, send us a clip of using the machine or just finding some way to get that user generated content and then just get that trending. Because the more people you could include on it, that's where the, the beauty of this podcast comes in is when it's just yeah. me. It's it's a boring show. It's me talking about whatever I want to staring into a screen. But when it's two people, that's two different audiences. It's so many different people that you can bring together. And then the more places that you could get that hashtag to, um, I'm trying to think what other easy ones I could do for you. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay you for these, aren't I? <laughs> no, these are all free. Uh, it's also kind of the same way that you guys are all about doing the research and development and trying to get the different stuff, get the tools to the people to use them. I, yeah. I'm all about giving my best ideas for free. And if you want to use them, run with them. If you don't want to, but you know, it's a good idea. That's when you hire me. You know, it's, it's, it's a nice way to not be in your face. I do that, but the same way that you guys are doing it. This is what we make. This is what we do. And if you like it, let's, let's work together. If you don't, there's another million people. I'll reach them in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> exactly what our biggest thing is people are like, well, what if we, you know, people start asking us questions about our, our products or their, you know, they really start diving into, well, what happens when it starts growing microbials? And they, you know, they get really into that. And finally we're just like, do you like it? Cause if you like it and use it. So, and if you don't, there's 35 other brands out there, but why do you want to go with us? You know, right. we can't answer that question for our clients. <laughs> yeah. So many people spend too much time trying to make people like their stuff instead of like, all right, well, We'll still be here if you decide that you like it, but we're going to keep moving on to the next person that they actually want to buy something or, you know, exactly. they actually have a question that's not just wanting attention. Um, the other yeah. one, too, I don't know, like if your labs and stuff are shut down, but this would be a great time just to go in. And I know you're, you know, you got, I don't know, uh, we're, I think, 10 people in a group, but if just you, one or two people with a camera, and kind of just going, walking through and just making those videos, spending that time when if production isn't going on, the nice, quiet time to be in there. And just that's when you go into, well, if you have microbials, blah, blah, blah. And just have that that real, you know, the lab jacket feel and kind of just that sterile cleanness of just let's make some videos. I get so upset. About, my partner yells at me because I get so upset about the lab coat thing. I'm like, so because I put a lab coat on, now you have to listen to me? <laughs> it's, it's totally screwed up, but it's the same way of just by having this lapel microphone, it makes me look a thousand percent more official. Or when I, I used to do everything on a cell phone, but now I'll come in with, you know, the SLR camera and it's a complete, like, 
It's the same thing as the coat. I don't need that. Yeah. I'm getting the same resolution out of my cell phone and it's easier to carry around. But by having the real tool or the lab coat or the microphone, yeah. you look, you look I know. and people believe it. I know. They make me wear it now. I, I would keep wearing it. Huh? I, I wouldn't wear it there. Like you got the right idea not to wear it next to the cool plants and everything. But in the lab, like it only makes sense. Well, this this house is all windows. So it was like the only wall I could be against. <laughs> It, it works perfectly. Any any interview you do, you got your nice little. It's almost like you got your like CNN setup of your like oh. green screen. <laughs> just need to, like where those roosters are. Just kind of throw a little Enviro Stars little plaque or something. Kind of. I should have done that. That's been a great idea. <laughs> but I do, any any ideas you need, just let me know. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your kind of insight into everything because yeah. marketing is. That is absolutely where we, me and my partner fall flat on our, what we can do. We can, we can build and do any chemical composition and we can make the machines and we can go out and install them and teach people how to do it. But once it comes to actually selling our product, we're like, uh, we'll just let the product sell itself. <laughs> That's kind of always been our standpoint. <laughs> and I, I think you're not far off with that. So many people of your intellect get kind of distracted by thinking marketing is com as complex as building that huge machine. Um, it is. It is as, <laughs> as long as you think of it as reverse engineering, who, if you could figure out who your customer is, which is easy, there's somebody that wants to make a product that is a pretty specific type of product. So I'm sure you could, you've done enough business to kind of know your, your demographic of age and education and things like that. But just finding that balance of education, entertainment, and engagement of, can I, can I start off getting your attention? Bam, we're in the lab. Teach a little bit in the middle and then end, end each clip. Video is huge. Like everything you should be doing is video. Just anything you're doing, document and... But, like something like this, just sitting in front of a camera for an hour. I asked you 25 questions or so. That's 25 yeah. different clips that you could have. And if you're, like you said, if you're in the, the lab code or you have the EnviroStar shirt on, it just shows you just building and preaching the truth. And you make the same video a hundred times in 80 different ways, but it just solidifies. We're here for cleanliness. We're here for this. We're here for that. We're here for our consumer. And then it's from there, just figuring out advertising of how much money can you put into a Facebook ad or Instagram, LinkedIn, but just making that content. So many people struggle of not making the content because they don't know what to make. I make so many videos. I get no views. I make a lot of views. I get a thousand views. I make, you know what I mean? It's kind of just yeah. using that creativity of then the same too, like with this podcast, there's so many Cleveland artists that I have, I've had on the show that they're probably, most of them will probably be no names, but if one or two of them blow, Four years later, everybody comes back like, oh, Collins Conversations had them four years ago when nobody knew about them. It just builds that brand. And then next thing you know, you're like, oh, I got 7,000 views last night. Oh. <laughs> I didn't put out any videos in two days. But like, it's the way that some things just pick up and build, just having them out there, I think will do great for you guys. Because everything you're putting out so far is good. Just starting to scale that and make it more video, I think would be clutch for you. Okay. And I guess that's always something we're always we don't really know how to do document document yeah. over create. I can't stress that one enough. Um, content marketing is my specialty. So I guess I'm kind of biased in the same way you're biased on how your stuff works, but <laughs> just by having the same narrative of same too, if you made a video and then also just throw it through a program that takes the text out of it, then you have an article and it's just finding a way of what you're already doing, having, even if it's just, you know, you have an intern that goes to St. Cloud University or whatever that wants to learn more about what you do. All right, well, your job is to hold the camera. Yeah. And then you just send it to somebody to edit it or, you know, in-house editing, whatever you want to do. But then you could have the vlog series of, you know, the mad scientists in the lab or you like, there's so many <laughs> different ways just to make, and it could kind of also kind of bring more humor to your day of like, all right, every Thursday, we shoot video, you know, kind of just going through the lab, talking about different things or different things that came up with customers and just like you, how you have it there. Sit in that nice little little cove of the house, have the camera on. Uh, like here, we've got one light, two lights. I don't think that showed it too well, but two lights and it illuminates perfectly. You know, it's the same way of as $80 of equipment and it's a studio in this room. Yeah. <laughs> So 
document and you guys will kill it. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to get more on that. Clint hates being on camera at all. So it's kind of, this is my, I totally my big it. goal. I, I totally get it. It takes a while to kind of get used to being on camera, but that's kind of the benefit of having that one dedicated person kind of just filming you no matter where you go is you get, you get numb to it. Yep. Um, like my buddy, Jeremiah, he does uh, cowboy boot videos. I'll never wear a pair of cowboy boots, but this guy makes the best content that you're, wa- I'm like, damn, seven minutes in, I'm still watching cowboy boot videos. <laughs> but with, with him, he uh, ended up being the videographer for our wedding last year. And he was with us for the whole weekend and had cameras in your face the whole time. And on day one, you're like, hello, and you're talking different. But then by day two, day three, you're like, oh, that's just the guy in the camera. It wasn't until you're walking through Giant Eagle with a camera guy on you where they're like, oh, who's that little weird looking guy with the camera crew? <laughs> like, what's that guy doing? But that yeah. build, builds up, you know, people see you out and about with the camera crew. It builds that conversation point of, you know, this is that. Yeah. Or start a podcast. I always tell everybody else to start a podcast, but it's just in the same way that it puts me in this not same room with you, but it put, opens up different doors that you never would have thought were open where if you advertise it to the cannabis community or the entrepreneurial community to be a guest, you know, at once a week you have an hour set down where you do just what we're doing here and you get on with, you know, one of your clients or a potential client and just talk the shit of this is, you know, what's going on in the industry. This is what we're learning with our machines. There's enough people in that industry that I think something like that could really take over. And then that builds the same content how I do to, to get all that other stuff out. Yeah. And all that, I'll send you the tape of all that. So you don't have to try to remember the 5,000 things I just sent you. (laughs) (laughs) That's all of the episode. I wanted to thank you for listening and also give you a little bit of a heads up. Keep a lookout on the EnviroStar Ingredients Instagram page. They're going to be giving away, I believe, a one-month supply of CBD crystallized powder for free. Uh, That's a huge value. So go follow them. Keep an eye out. And uh, again, thank you for listening, and let me know who I should talk to next.